0: On The Fly is back again tonight. We're doing something a little different tonight. We're going to do something, hopefully this is something that you'll like, and we'll do it again in the future. Well, I'm definitely going to do it in the future, whether you like it or not, but tonight we do our first movie focus, and leading off the pack tonight is a classic movie from the 80s, and I know John Pritchard's out there saying, he's listening right now, my buddy from Well Disguised Podcast, he's over there saying, here he goes with something else from the eighties. And we'll we'll have an episode with John and my my guest tonight, my guest co host tonight, we'll have a episode where we talk a little bit about nostalgia and the eighties versus current or nineties or whatever later on. But tonight with me tonight is my partner in crime from Tobacco Road Weekly, a podcast that we took on this past gosh it was half a year now i think we took on in january but with me tonight is mr billy parker what's up billy What's going on, Stevie? Hey, you said eighties, I'm in. So um yeah, I'm with you. I'm you were all eighties <laughs> all the time. So You were pretty you were pretty quick to when I asked you about uh doing this show, you, were, you I mean it was no hesitation I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh you know if you have a cheesy movie from the eighties, I'm
1: in, you know, so uh you, you had me with that. And you so, know uh, I'm super excited to do it.
0: Anything Michael J. Fox did back then I mean, he could do no wrong. You know, he had family ties going on. He had yet to do Back to the Future. I think he was getting ready to do Back to the Future. I mean, just so, after family ties, after a few seasons of family ties, he was, he was at Pepsi commercials, whatever. He was, he could do no wrong. And this was, this was a little different here. Uh, Teen Wolf, which was uh, directed by Rod Daniel, who did, TV shows like WKRP in Cincinnati, we all know that one. Uh, He also went on to do another movie that I'm pretty, I I mean, I don't know if you remember it or not, Billy. Like Father, Like Son, you remember that? Kirk Cameron and Dustin Hoffman, he went on to produce that movie. And Rod Daniel died at an early age, and of all things, this is kind of ironic to me, from Parkinson's disease. Uh, hmm, which, wow. you know, Michael J. Fox is, is is suffering through that now, and he's kind of become the advocate for Parkinson's disease, trying to get uh, more funding and research. But let's, Michael J. Fox, August 23rd, 85, Teen Wolf is released. Now, this was not one of those big-time budget movies. I think it was like, uh, what, one, 12, million, $1.2 million budget and it goes on... Let me check my facts on that and make sure. Yeah, $1.2 million, And it goes on to make $80 million at the box office. So I think they did okay there. And he, The whole reason he was able to take this role... he They were having a conflict, of course. They did with Back to the Future with those movies, too. They were having a conflict with his schedule on Family Ties. But then uh, his mom on Family Ties, Meredith Baxter-Burney, got pregnant... And that that gave him time to do to do this movie. So I also had uh, James Hampton. I don't know if you remember he played caretaker in the original version of the Longest Yard. He was also on uh, Sling Blade. Uh, he did some some TV shows. I think F Troop. He did F Troop. And then other than him, Jerry Lee Levin, who played Styles, he went on to play in some some other parts too. And then. Mark Holton played uh, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You remember him, Francis? Oh yeah, yeah. right. So chubby, chubby played Francis, and then, and then Doug Savant, who is uh, one of the basketball player one, uh, players, and we'll we'll talk more about him, his role in uh, in this movie later on. But he goes on to play on. Uh, I think the biggest thing I remember him was Melrose Place. He but. Uh, one of the things about this movie, the soundtrack, typical 80s soundtrack. I mean, you got songs, there's nothing up here that set the uh, billboard charts on fire. I'm talking about guys like Douglas Brayfield, never heard of him, uh, David Morgan, David Palmer, Mark Villa But the song I remember the most, there's two of them up here, When in the end. Which if you I think you remember that was at the last the championship basketball game. They start playing that Mark Safin and I this they don't even give me a link to to bring him up. But then at the end when when the end credits go on, shooting for the moon is Amy Holland. And I did not realize while I was doing my research. Amy Holland is actually married to you remember Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers? Oh yeah, yeah. So she's, she's kind of yeah. But those two, wow. those two stand out. And then you got the the silly big bad wolf uh, song that they play during the during the dance, which we'll get to more. Let's get right into the movie. The opening gra- graphics. You can tell this is a one point two million dollar budget because <laughs> <laughs> you can. not The opening graphics. I could. I think. And and granted, it was years ago we could probably do now on our computers uh and it starts out with you know basketball games of course they're playing the the dragons they never say what the name of the school is but that's where an old, old mick is going to school at and they're obviously the the top top team to that plays around there and they're whipping uh Whipping Michael J. Fox's team, I think it ends up the first the game. Beavers. The, Beavers. the Beavers, <laughs> the Beavers, the Beavers. <Yeah. laughs> Seventy-one to twelve is opening game. And let's just go ahead and say this right now: that we're gonna we're gonna point out some things, and it's nothing against the movie because I love the movie. I've watched it three times in the last two weeks, and I love it. I, I think it's great. But Michael J. Fox does not look like a basketball player, does he, Billy?
1: No, not at all. I think uh, he was very Canadian there and um <laughs> so definitely not uh, not much of a basketball player. I think it's a good thing they, they had the double yeah. there with uh, had a little height on him, but um yeah. You know, yeah. And maybe that's the part. I mean they wanted a guy who didn't look like much of a basketball player, I guess.
0: Um, in that situation. How old were these guys when they were playing? Because they do not look like teenagers, especially Mick. And I mean, which they kinda they kinda say that Later on in the movie when uh, Michael J. Fox and Lewis, his little friend Lewis, are talking in the van, and he says Mick is like 20 years old. and The only reason he's still in high school is because he did time. So they kind of played Mick off, but the rest of them, you know, like Styles, Styles looks like he's like in his 20s. I mean, and, and I think all of these guys were in their 20s when they played this. So what do you think about the coach? for the beavers oh this guy was classic
1: man <laughs> um so I'm trying to remember the line and i going to mess it up but you know the part he gives his advice uh three rules to live by um do <laughs> you, you remember what those are?
0: ah gosh I remember because he was saying it in the shower what was it do you remember ah uh, gosh uh, always get 12
1: hours of sleep um let never play cards with a guy named after a city yeah and I think the third was, never date a woman with a dagger tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <I did. laughs> and it? Uh, and I'm like, that is awesome. So, you got I mean, He's the perfect – he is like the perfect high school gym teacher slash coach um, in a losing – with the losing basketball team who really just doesn't care. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> he's just going through the motion. I mean, it, you know, because yeah. the first game, they have a timeout. And, uh, or either it was halftime, I can't remember. One of them, stop and play, and he goes over to the other coach and wants to forfeit the game. And, uh, <laughs> and the coach is like, we have league scoring <laughs> records. And, uh, he's like, okay, we'll play if it's that important to you. You know, and he walks <laughs> off like, geez. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the coach might be the best character in that whole movie. He's, um, he's definitely the comment <laughs> relief. Uh, oh, you God. know, because he, you know, he makes the comment when the, um, uh, the principal comes by there and said things aren't going well, already. He said, "Take a look at the sneakers on those kids. If I had sneakers like that. There's no telling what we can do." <laughs> and then, and then Chubby throws the ball way off, and he ends up catching him. He said, "That fat kid's got a great arm." So, uh, yeah, but he's he's definitely definitely. And then you look look at the uh, after that game when Michael J. Fox goes into the uh, coach's office and he's like <laughs> first thing he says was me cost and then he thinks he wants to borrow money he said hey I, I don't know what you're talking about I don't have much time you know I'm a busy man but the story <laughs> he told about the kid quitting because uh, his mom was crippled up and you know he said uh, what, what ended up happening to him <laughs> and he said he was a third stringer, I didn't care if he quit or quit or what. He didn't have no problem I didn't have no problem with him. He was a third stringer. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he he was definitely the comic relief. Coach Finstock. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he was a he was a classic character for sure.
1: Um and uh yeah, it, it one of those um characters that's you know, um kind of in the back shadows, but you you definitely kinda of stands
0: out. Uh yeah in movies, a little bit in its own way. Jay Tarsus, I think I'm saying that right, is the guy that played him. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing him in much after that. But uh, Talk a little bit about the crowd at the game. Of course, you know, when you have a bad team, not going to be much of a crowd there, but it's pretty much uh, Styles, Booth, Lewis, and then what about these two girls that show up everywhere, but I don't think they ever speak a word. Tina and Gina. What is the <laughs> deal with Tina and Gina? Are they just—I never, never, I never, understood what the deal was with those two, so um, I'm not sure. Is that one of them <laughs> Styles' girlfriend, or one of them Lewis's, or I don't—I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of you know they're everywhere though. I mean, they're at a party, but you never hear. It's kind of like I don't know if you watched Say by the Bell much when you were growing up. It's kind of like the twins on Say by the Bell, the twin girls. They were always there, but you never heard them speak a word. They were always sitting there in the background, like looking. It was like. Really freak you out because it looks like a, a from a <laughs> horror movie or something like. Anyway, let's talk about Styles. How does this guy get away with some of the t-shirts he he's wearing at school? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Dick nose is one of them. Uh, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, what the ending?
1: Uh So <laughs> but yeah, Styles. You know, I mean. <laughs> Nuts. I mean he's a guy you're gonna hang out with a little bit. So, you know, the scene I remember is really funny is when he tried to get the keg, you know Oh gosh, and, that was uh, classic. <laughs> and he comes back and he's like, Oh, I saw this in a movie and um, he comes back and it didn't work. He said, Yeah, it didn't work in the movie either. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's it's kinda classic. So you no, know, that guy's hilarious. Um so and uh, yeah, definitely always kinda of
0: pawing off his of t shirts, you know, kinda of throughout the movie. So yeah. You know, you've got he's some the, interesting characters here. He's definitely the uh uh what do you call it? Like the con con artist of the
1: always oh, looking, absolutely. always
0: looking to get an edge or, or something like that. But he, uh, yeah, yeah, great. And tickets, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lewis and Lewis <laughs> is just kind of there, you know.
1: I don't understand his role in this
0: movie, and because all I really he does, he really didn't have a wine or anything. He, he had he had some lines at the first of the movie, you know, where they did the the whole keg scenes, and then you know the riding to the party scene. But after that, the only thing Lewis did was stare at at Michael J. Fox when he was a wolf, like he was scared of him or something. And we never got any yeah. closure. We never got any closure to that either, because they made like a big deal about it when. Uh, my uh, Scott Howard asked Lewis. I mean Styles. Let's go pick up Lewis. And he kind of looked. He said, "What's wrong with Lewis?" But they never closed off that story. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what the deal was. Ne- we never got a clear view. I mean, I could figure out he he didn't like it. He was kind of scared of him. But after the game, Scott walks home with Booth. Now Booth, I thought she was pretty. You no, nice looking girl. I, I she had something listen, about her that I like. Hands,
1: hands down, you know. To me, it's that typical '80s movie, which is, it, I mean, oh, that's yeah. I like. About this it's the same formula. You know, listen. I mean, it's just plug in that formula, and it works. But it works every time. You know, it's the she's just a friend, and then they'll kind of make her. You know, not the fancy whatever kind of clothes and down there, and everybody's going. Oh my gosh, she's hot! You know, yeah. why can't see she's hot? She's hot, oh. and you know, while the the guy's always going after the you know other girl, but uh, oh yeah, she she was she was she was she was awesome.
0: Yeah, how um, did so he I not know? Some... How did he not know that she liked him? He, the eighties one, man. They were friends. Oh my you gosh! Know? You now, know? I mean, oh. she was it's, saying it's everything. The whole thing. You know, when when they started talking about Pamela, the the town slut. Uh, she, yeah. she kind of like, oh, never mind, You know, don't worry about it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, so then, then he gets to his dad's hardware store. And this is what, this is one of those, this is one of those parts of the movie. This is going to be one of those where I start to question things that happen in the movie. Um, Scott's there talking to his dad and he starts to feel, you know, hear this whistle and he's, it's hurting his head. So he looks around, and there's a kid there. And there's a kid there blowing a dog whistle. And he finally gets to the kid. Number one, what kind of stupid kid is going to go into a public hardware store and start blowing on a dog whistle? How many people are going to want to buy that now? Or how many people have blown on it before? <laughs> number two. See, these are the things you think about in a movie, huh? <laughs> number two, and more importantly on number two. So... How does this this affect Scott? But it doesn't affect his dad at all.
1: Maybe his dad has immunity to it now because he's used to it. Oh, immunity. I don't know. Yeah. You put a lot of he's thought into in it. He's a werewolf. he don't have immunity to a dog think- whistle. I really don't
0: think the director thought that was going to put that much thought into it. I mean, but look. Really, how is it not a... Because his dad's looking at him like, when he walks off holding his ear, his dad's looking at him like, what in the heck is wrong with you? And I mean, the kid is blowing away on the... And who knows who's had that or blowing it before, but, I, you know. Yeah. And then you got... <laughs> uh, then you got, uh, of course, they have a delivery to make at the school... And Scott meets up with uh, Rusty Thorne, Mr. Thorne, the principal, and uh, you can tell already at the start of that movie that he has something against Scott. And uh, we find out Same later. Same
1: formula. Yeah. It's an 80s, always this crabby principal. I, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know
0: when, you write, when you write out this movie, you're you're right. It's like an '80s formula. Say, okay, which which uh, figure are we gonna have? Uh, Superior, that we're we going to have that doesn't have something against him, okay. And then we got the slutty girl that's going to show interest in him, yeah. and then he's going to end up getting with the uh, girl that he thinks the is his friend. friend at the end. So he, yeah, makes, the one that looked was really hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He makes the delivery to uh, Kirk Lolly, the drama teacher, and Pamela. And and I, you know, I I will talk about Pamela in a minute, but. This guy, the drama teacher, this is, this drama teacher is kind of fruity, kind of, I don't know what you would call it, he's kind of loony, but Scott, here's another point of the movie, and the director probably, if this director actually listens to this, he'll probably like, shut up, man, what are you pointing out all this stuff for? Scott's bringing fabric, he's bringing uh, paintbrushes, paint cans, he's got three gallons of paint, and while he's got it, his hands start to change. He's, his fingernails start to grow out. He drops the paint cans. Okay, when he goes to pick them back up, he picks all three gallons with one hand, pretty much, and he's got the fabric. Kind of light for a gallon of paint. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've, I've dealt with mixing paint before, and I don't remember unless he was using some of that wolf, werewolf strength that uh, I could pick up three gallons of paint in, in one arm like that. Uh, I'm just saying. You still there? You, you
1: got one of the yeah, oh yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm writing these comments down because I want to post them to the south coast,
0: you know, to the critics on on what they you know missed in the movie. So, <laughs> so he's up there, and Scott is so desperate. You know, he wants to ask Pamela, who are you taking? I mean, Pamela's pretty. You know, she's not bad
1: either. And I think she's, she's about 28 years old in that movie.
0: Yeah, she's gotta so, be up um, there. <laughs> <laughs> so he's asking her to, if he can take her to the party, and here comes Nick, uh, the boyfriend, her boyfriend. Now this guy looks like you know. I mean, I can see totally see him doing time, but we're going to get into oh, that yeah, sure. that relationship with these two in a minute. Well, I I don't understand this relationship deal, but uh, they they walk off. He talks trash to Scott. Scott looks at his hands like, oh, what the heck just happened? And you know, hold it. First things first. One red flag was hearing the dog whistle. Number two was getting hair on my freaking hands and my fingernails are growing out. I'm going to start worrying here a little bit, but this guy's just like taking it. Short. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, we're, my fingernails just popped out and my hands got hairy and I'm hearing dog whistles. No, no big deal. Let's go to the party. And here we go with one of the iconic scenes of the movie. The keg scenes. Oh my gosh! And you know, Styles Styles going in there acting like a construction worker doesn't work. This guy, and you can tell this guy behind the counter's a real butthole. Anyway, but you know, he's got to see some ID, sport. But uh, <laughs> you know, and Styles has tried it like twice. And actually, there was a deleted scene where he tried again, and you never really saw him go in. You just saw him go in and get get uh, pushed back out. But then he comes up to Scott, and he tells him to go in there with a play gun and, and just hold it up out of his pocket and say, I want a keg of beer. And then you pay for it, and they can't say you robbed him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be like, no way I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this crap. I'm not falling for that crap. So Scott decides to go in without anything. And, uh, the guy, of course, the guy turns into a butt again, and there, you, you don't say, and he says, he starts talking trash, and this guy, the greatest part of the whole movie, <laughs> when his eyes turn red, and... Give me a keg of beer. and that guy gets freaked out and walks up. I will drop that in on this episode, but yeah. And, and you know he wonders wonders what uh, what happened? They get they get back out and and Lewis is asking him, "How did you get that keg of beer?" And he said, "I just asked him for a keg of beer." And they're off to the party. Got another question for you. Did you ever hear what happened to Scott's mom? <laughs> I don't know if they said she left them,
1: um, but I could be wrong. So I don't know. I thought they said at one point she left them. Um, I mean, maybe she was a little creeped out. His dad was a uh, werewolf. I don't know, but um, that you know
0: that could have but been you know, part of the
1: issue.
0: He talks about later on when Scott finds out about uh, the principal giving such a hard time, and that's his fault because he had a thing for Scott's mom. In high school and wouldn't leave him alone, so Scott's dad had to wolf out and uh, make him lose control of his bodily functions. So, uh, I don't know. know, They never really explained that. That would be a good question for uh, some of these Teen Wolf experts in here. So, they go to the park. And how stupid. I mean, I I know we did some stupid things when we were growing up, but van surfing? (laughs) Well, it was okay because he was obviously hooked to a wire on the man. Yeah, time you can and tell. And, <laughs> was some of the great editing there uh, again. <laughs> the wire shows up, and you know the way to the party. They they pass two jack-in-the-boxes, which I find it hard to believe. There's two jack-in-the-boxes in this town, uh, so I think they were going around in circles. And I mean, why isn't where's the law at? I mean, I know I live in a small town. that law never comes through here hardly ever. But this town looks like it's got a little bit little bit bigger. Where's the law at? And where are the people? Why are people calling it? There's a guy riding on top of a van out here dancing around with a Hawaiian shirt on. Uh, yeah, not the, not the safest thing to do. And then they get to the party. And you, did you watch some of the... And I always like to try to watch the people in the background the extras and see how much they stare at the actual actors and there were some of them if you watch that when they walk through there they're just as soon as they get by they're turning their head and look at them like real quick like it's so obvious but you know and then you got the styles, and styles brings the keg in of course they got a bunch of keg if you put it over there if we don't use it tonight you can take it back home with you and whatever and Styles is the host of the party. Who does these freaky games? When, when, <laughs> the first one when you see, I don't know what these people, they've, they've got their hands tied behind their back on the floor rolling. Is it jello, do you think? Or something? Yeah,
1: it, it was uh, it was the eighties, man. I don't know. I I did I did not venture into a party like that. i, I never I I've, I've, parties I've, like that, yeah. and I was disappointed to find out there were not parties like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I,
0: mean, I was in luck. How many <laughs> times do you think a, a big dude and, and a girl is going to have Jello pour pour down her shirt, and he's got to eat the Jello out of? it? I mean, we never had that happen. at so, Chubby, well, for yourself, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Uh, you when you I, okay, I mean did you not were, happen. In high school, <laughs> me and you were about at the same party some, sometimes. So then. <laughs> it did not happen. Yeah, this has not happened. And then you have the, you know, they're drawing names out, and Booth has Malcolm's name, and, and ironically, Pamela has Scott's name. How did how ironic is that but then booth says I got Scott's name they go in the closet and start making out and then Scott gets a little too rough and how did here's another thing her shirt's got scratches all down I mean scratch holes in it and everything you never saw any actual scratches on her <laughs> You there? Good point. Okay. Yeah, you're writing this
1: stuff down. This is this is this is good stuff, Stevie. I'm writing this stuff down.
0: <laughs> so, and then you're detailed. And then another one of these party games that I never saw done at a party had a guy coming dressed like a woman and had to go to the principal's uh, house to get him to take a sample, a urine sample. I mean. These are not the kind of parties that I went to. So then we have the yeah. first the first werewolf scene. Scott gets home and he starts wolfing out and he's freaking out, of course. Uh, and then his dad <laughs> comes to the door and he's like, I you know, Scott, let me in and all this. He said, I think I think I'll understand. No, not this time, Dad. And Scott's totally wolfed out. That's the first time we see him totally werewolfed out. <laughs> and then he finally says, okay, Dad, you asked for it. And he opens the door, and his dad's sitting there. And I'm sorry, he doesn't look like a werewolf to me. He looks more like one of those, those freaking monkeys that you had. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a Reese's monkey or something like that. He does not look like <laughs> a werewolf at all. And then he's like... Yeah, yeah, he's just- you know, the you understatement the understatement was, you know, I think an explanation is is long overdue. And like you yes. think, you know, you might want to tell tell your son he might turn into a werewolf. But uh then of course they had to talk the next morning. How many movies did we hear this line? With great power comes great responsibility. Spider Man. Oh, yeah every every yeah. Okay. Every uh, yeah. superhero movie, and then Team Wolf has it. I don't know how they got linked in with with superhero movies, but uh, yeah, that, that's just that's just crazy to me that how many movies that's in. And then Scott gets to school the next day. Of course, he's had a rough night, and he's struggling. Every and it just so happens that two or three teachers mention Wolf, in that day. And uh, but you know, Scott goes up to the to the chalkboard to do a, a I think it's the English problem. And he starts wolfing out again, and he takes off running. Now, here's another question. Here's another thing I'm going to point out. Of course, everybody out there, I hope, went to school, went to high school. How many freaking high schools have have the janitor mop the hallway floors during school? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's taking off around the corner, and... He, he comes and the, the guy it the bathrooms wet he mops the bathroom I mean this guy's got the worst time ever he mops the bathrooms and then he mops the main hallway that's wet too he goes slip <laughs> slides away <laughs> <laughs> but I mean really it' it's part of the movie I'm sure and then of course you find out again that the principal was watching Scott because he he uh he grows hair in his in his hands again and uh He's at the sink, and the principal comes walking in, to show me your hands, and he's looking for the guy that we saw earlier that was writing graffiti on the on the, uh, on the uh, mirror, but Scott doesn't have it, and then he finds a little hair in the sink, and here we are again. But tell me, you did not have a crush on Booth, though. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, I mean, who didn't? He was, you know, again, it was kind of like, I almost had that, Phoebe Cates kind of vibe yeah. for her a little yeah. bit from, like, Gremlins. Uh, not the Phoebe Cates, Fast Time is My High. That was kind of like the hot, you know, she's hot oh, Phoebe Cates. It was, the, it was more the Gremlins. Um, hey, okay, she yeah. seems really sweet, but she's amazing. Um, now, let's talk about her for a minute. Um, so, you know, that's really it. I mean, she didn't really do any more movies. No, uh, that. she didn't. And, um, that's kind of that surprising. Yeah, you know, she kind of fit that role, did a great job, and especially kind of typecast cast as that type of character. But that was really it. I
0: think she did a few commercials. Um, now, she did do another TV movie. Movies. She did do, uh, remember that movie, Zapped? Scott Bayo was in. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was yeah, in that, that's and, right. and she did some TV on 21 Jump Street and Charles and Charles, too. Okay. Wow, she had something from Scott Bayo, I wonder. I don't, know. I don't know. It may have been a don't,
1: connection there. I hope not. Yeah, oh know. boy! Here but, we yeah, go. She was. <laughs> she is. She totally, um. of course, everyone did. And then um. So it was very well, you know, Kat. I thought She did a great job as a character, and know uh, the connection she had with Michael um, thought Fox was good. So, yeah, I, and then yeah. you know, I know you've been busting on these guys quite a bit on a lot of the movie stuff, but that, the chemistry there was good. And yeah. I even say, kind of,
0: with the, the actors they had. I mean, it was a good mix. I mean, it was all oh kind yeah, of I'm just I take nuts. Um, I loved all of them. I thought they all were great but, and uh <laughs> it's but it,
1: it's what it is you
0: know <laughs> it's just so easy to find this stuff And we haven't even got to the worst part yet about that I mean I've got so much near the end that it is it's crazy <laughs> but oh we're getting to the the basketball sweat scene. yeah we're gonna get to that yeah. yeah. And then you got style, you know, Michael J. Fox. So well, Scott decides—I keep calling him Michael J. Fox. Scott decides to let Styles know who is his best friend, that he's a werewolf. And Styles' reaction, you know, of course, is Styles like, "This is great. You're beautiful." And he's seeing dollar signs, of <laughs> course, and he said, "No, no, we're not going to do that." Uh, but you know, of course, Styles goes on to make T-shirts and all this stuff, and. uh the next basketball game, and then let me ask you this question, Billy: Why is Pamela at all the basketball games? Good question. Well, yeah, because her boyfriend plays for the other. He, school. Yeah, he plays for
1: the other is school. It?
0: It? And they yeah, suck.
1: She's just very supportive of her
0: school. Yeah, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's there. I don't. I don't there's just her It's got. It just confuses me why her boyfriend's at another. Do I mean, they have
1: cheerleaders?
0: Yeah, they had cheerleaders, but she wasn't one of them. Oh, okay. Don't you remember? That's right. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, too. We'll talk about that the cheerleaders in a minute. Um, so they're playing like an Army team, it looks like, or guys with shaved heads and the coaches like drill sergeant. Uh, for, here's another thing, Billy. You play basketball. I play basketball. First, first play of the game. Michael J. Box, Fox takes the ball, Scott Howard, excuse takes the ball, and he gets fouled. He's not shooting or anything. It's the first foul of the game. How is he shooting free throws? <laughs> <laughs> this is just stuff I well, see. I'm like, The <laughs> <laughs> flavor foul, technical foul. And, you know, he, he misses the first, but the second one, he kind of does his little wolf thing. He says, easy, easy, easy. And he hits the first, the second free throw, and. They go crazy in the stands because they got to the leave for the first time in forever, and then, and then the they come back down to the court. Scott steals the ball, and there's a mad scramble, and there's a big pile up. And uh, strangely, after after like 15 seconds, there's still no whistle from the referees because they're I mean it's they're all piled on top of each other, and you hear you hear the growling, and then here comes Teen Wolf. And everybody sees him everybody freaks out, but it and not only is he he got a hair not only is he covered in hair but he's got about six inches taller too um <laughs> so i I've, I've actually looked up this basket this this double and i i'm trying to get in contact with the guy that is the double for him to to interview him uh, I wanted to get him before the show, but you know no response back and he might he might not be out he might not be wanting to uh, talk about it, but let's talk about the <laughs> the dunks <laughs> yeah there's 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 ways you, you know and I don't know if these directors or- the produ- guys that did the etching are, are too familiar with basketball because this guy could go up one side start off going up one side and come up the other way and dunk. Uh, it it was just it's crazy, crazy. So they yeah, I'm end pretty up. Pretty sure they uh, dropped the goals a little bit for those. <laughs> the well, yeah, bit. they dropped the goals, but I mean, you know, match up the scenes a little bit, or either drop. Yeah, make, I know. Scene, if you're gonna <laughs> drop the goal, film the whole scene like that or something. Make it look there's some there's yeah. some ways you can edit it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm just going to say that the people that did the editing probably caught, caught a word or two from the producer. Um, so here we go. First time they win, of course. It's all Teen Wolf. It's all Scott Howard. Uh, they end up winning. Go back to uh, the pizza place after game, and there's there's Nick and and Pamela sitting there. And this is the first time you see. I'm going to call this. Pamela slut part one (laughs) because you know Mick is sitting there with her and they come crawling and you see him kind of roll his eyes and they sit down there all partying around Scott and he's still wolfed out they're asking if if he knew he could play like that and he's and then asked she said are you crazy I didn't know and then you know Pamela just gets up walks away from Mick And, and just sits down right beside Scott, just like that. And I mean, if, if a girl did that to me, I would say, fine, you stay there. I mean, I don't, I don't want any part of you. I mean, what is the deal with this relationship?
1: She, she wasn't bad
0: looking, so that didn't hurt. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) and I mean, I'm not like that or anything, but Mick's not a bad looking dude either. I mean, I'm sure Mick could pull his own. Mick could probably pull his own, he's got that reputation of doing time. He could probably get yes. somebody else, no problem. But you know, and it, you know, I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of, you know, a weird relationship. Weird, weird relationship. Then, you know, Scott kind of gets into these ball games, starts stealing the ball from his own teammate. You kind of see a rift coming there between the rest of the team and him and of course you have one scene in the (laughs) in the uh high school styles is selling t t-shirts and he gives one to booth and booth i'm gonna tell you booth doesn't take any crap off anybody she's not intimidated by pamela at all because pamela comes over to tell scott he's he's got a part in the play it's a small part won't interfere with your basketball and um Booth ends up giving her giving her the T shirt and says, Here you go, Pamela, it's too big for me And I was like Wow <laughs> Take a shot, why don't you? So then we get Scott's in, in the play and he does the whole wolf wolf out, he does uh Sergeant What do you how did he say when you burn the fields and when you with that burn the house and uh the then we get the scene back in Pamela's dressing room. This is Pamela slut part two. <laughs> and uh, I mean every every teenage boy at that time was probably looking like, whoa. But uh she ends up undressing in front of Scott, gets him gets him excited and wolf's out wolf's out and you hear him the the principal ends up hearing him wolf and howl and you, you kinda figure out what, what happened in that dressing room. And uh, they go to the bowling alley. And they're together. I mean, this is what kids, they're together. And there's there's Mick bowling off to the side. He gets jealous, comes over, and causes Scott to get all mad and throws a bowling ball. And you can hear these people in the background. French fries everywhere and all this stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I really don't understand this relationship because she tells Scott when she's there, she's walking her home that Nick Mick is still my boyfriend. You can hardly blame him for being jealous. He's still my boyfriend. And I mean, I'm like, if I'm Mick and I saw what he, she was kissing him, he had his hands all over. Him. I'm like, really? Go on then, have it, have at it. And I mean, this just let it go. But uh what do you think about that? I mean I, that's that's crazy.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it kind of definitely betrays her as the uh she just wants to go wherever the popularity is and he's uh you know, you've got Scott just, you know, blurred by her, her beauty and other things. So uh but you <laughs> and know Matt, I think Nick Nick definitely picks the dumb jock category yeah. pretty well, so
0: I think after that, after the he walks her home, and I, you, I, you kind of see Scott's kind of, you know, well, okay, I see what she's she's all about here, uh, and he's already, you know, he's already, he's already done what he wanted to do. I guess we don't ever see for sure, but he's already done what he wanted to do. So he, it, it's almost like he he's slowly getting away from from Pamela. Um, then. Here we go again, the Wolfmobile, a freaking van, not a van, but like a, what is it, what would you call that kind of truck, Billy? I don't
1: know what you call that, like a delivery truck. delivery um.
0: truck, yeah, I would guess you would, <laughs> a typical delivery truck, and it's got Wolfmobile on the side, and Scott decides to do a little bit, of, in broad daylight, in front of everybody, he decided to do a little van surfing and this is where you really see the wire too um when Scott and and you also see I don't know if you've noticed or not on top of the van when he does a handstand before he does it there's a there's spots up there where he puts he puts his hand now I'm sure they didn't make that standard on delivery trucks you have little uh grips <laughs> whatever, so you can do handstands while you're van surfing but they're there I mean they are there you go back and watch it they are there um, and just so happens that Styles decides to throw in it. I don't know if it's a beer can or what if it is, then we have something to talk about something else to talk about. He just happens to throw a beer can uh or a can of something and it lands right at Scott's dad's feet at the hardware store. Now you gotta think they're trying to hide a little i mean. Somebody, I mean, if that was my dad, my dad would be really ticked off of me for van surfing, for one. And then if if the guy, if he's drinking beer and driving while I'm on top of the van and van surfing, I mean, we got to have a little talk here. And it never comes up. He talks about, yeah, I saw. I mean, but he talks about, yeah, he said, miss you at the hardware store. He said, yeah, I was with Stylas. He said, yeah, I saw. And he said, oh, you did? He said, unless there was another uh, Team Wolf doing handstands on top of his van while he was driving but he never brings up so I'm, I'm wondering if I can't tell if it's a beer or not but evidently not or either uh, Scott Howard's dad is the worst dad in the history of TV <laughs> but you know then the long talk with Booth about, and she wants he asked her to go to the dance when she won't go because he, he's he got to be the wolf and uh, but the dance comes along and <laughs> all i got to say is, the freaking wolf dance they do to that Big Bad Wolf song, how did, all these, how did all these people know how to do that dance all of a sudden?
1: I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe uh, they had the practice before the big dance. Yeah, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure but... Scott had them all had that doing dance
0: moves before the game. And then you had the typical well, they choreographed it. <laughs> the typical 80s music, and if you get a chance, it's on YouTube. You can listen to that Big Bad Wolf song because it's like a woman singing and then you have some this <laughs> freaking rah, 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 s- synthesized voice talking in the back, responding back to her. But <laughs> Michael J. Fox, Oh, Scott Howard, excuse me. I keep telling him that. Uh, Booth ends up dragging him away, gets him to be Scott, not the wolf, and as soon as he walks out, after he's already said something to Pamela about uh, Save Me a Dance Night, and she said, you have to ask my escort. So that kind of makes Mick mad, which Mick should be, Mick should be mad, but he shouldn't be mad with Scott. He should be mad with Pamela. He'd be like, geez, what the heck? And he tells her, you can't be serious about dance with him, not unless you want to have, have his puppies or something like that. And she just looks at him and says, like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'd have left the dance right there. I mean, I really would have. But then Mick sees an opportunity when Scott is just Scott, just Scott, and he goes over there and punches him out. And Scott gets mad again, and ends up in another case. He must have the most precise scratching abilities ever, because he scratches his shirt up, and you never see any scratches of blood on Mick. <laughs> But that is a
1: he. Uh, he, 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 uh, but he definitely tore tore the shirt to shreds. Oh, I mean, uh, it was shredded, <laughs> and
0: you never saw a scratch. It was shredded. And yeah. Mick's, Mick's not worried about it. Mick's trying to get at him. And it was like, yeah, there's no scratches whatsoever on you, bud. No wonder you <laughs> want to. So then Scott, that kind of opened Scott's eyes, and then Scott's dad, he walks out to the to the hallway of the i guess of the high school and he's confronted by the principal i got you where i want you now you'll never play basketball you're out of the school and scott's dad just happens to be there dressed in a in a suit and tie and uh he ends up making him lose his bodily functions again so we never hear much about we never hear anything from the principal after that then scott goes to school talking to booth and he's telling him you know I can't play basketball. You see me. I can't play basketball with Sky Howard because I suck. And uh, it's a typical "be yourself" thing. uh, Movie kind of ending of the movie, and that was another 80s theme. There, you know, you don't have to do this. You can just be yourself, and you'll be everything will work out fine in the end. And uh, he says he's not going to play in the championship game. And Styles, Styles is upset because for one thing, Styles is trying to make some money. My Styles ain't worried about. (laughs) Scott's feelings or anything like that. He's worried he about. He already me. had printed out all the T-shirts. You remember? <laughs> I've got a I've got a very big investment over here. No, look, this is my this is my best friend, and he's struggling right now. But yeah, I've got a very big investment over here, bud. Never mind. You need to look out for me. And he tells him, "Do the right thing, Scott." And then Scott says, hey, "You know, of course, you know. That's all i have That's all I want to do." So then the championship game comes, and here we go. Here's <laughs> where we really load up. Oh my gosh! Uh, number twenty-three, which is played by Ducks about. I don't remember his name. Uh, let's see, Brad. Brad is his name. So the f- opening scene of the championship game, you ta- you. They're already down like twenty-two to six or something like that, and uh, Chubbs and and Brad <laughs> are inbounding the ball and. Chubbs has got the ball dribbling out of court, which I don't know why you have the big man dribbling out of court, and he sees Mick coming, and he decides to throw it back to Brad. Brad is, like, punched out, knocked out by Mick. How they didn't kick Mick out of the game, or there was not a technical foul for that, I don't know. But here's the thing. Brad is on the floor, sweat pouring off of him. He's rolling around on the floor because he's hurt. So you take a look at the bench when the coach gets up to kind of tend to things, and coach is really not really worried about it too much, but he gets up, and who's standing beside the coach on the bench and has no sweat or anything at all, watching himself on the floor rolling around? But number 23, Brad is standing right there beside him on the bench, watching himself on the floor. Great editing job there. (laughs) Great editing job there. Um, You know, and... The coaches, when they get him up, I don't know if you remember the coaches, uh, what he said to him. You got a purple heart taking a charge like that. That's why I'm saying <laughs> these people that did this movie had no idea what basketball about basketball. Maybe that's why in the second one they did boxing. I don't know, but <laughs> they had no idea about basketball. He's on he's on offense and he's taking a charge. Oh my god!
1: <laughs>
0: but the editing on that—I mean—and it, of course, Scott comes in, and everybody wants him to be the wolf. And he tells the coach, "I'm not going to be the wolf, and you know, not tonight." And he goes over and tells the rest of the team, "I think we can beat these guys. Doesn't matter how we got here, we can beat them." And uh, then we start the whole, the whole win of the end music video, which is the song is great, <laughs> but. I just wish the editing would have matched up to the song because, you know, you watch Chubb shoot and you know that's not, <laughs> there's no way that shot's going in when he shoot, But he gets, you know, oh my gosh. Tell me this is not one of your favorite basketball parts of any movie, Billy. This this, this has got a rival right up there with Hoosiers, right? Which, which part? <laughs> The end? No, I'm, mm-hmm. su- I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. there's <laughs> no way. Well, I do like
1: the pick that jump sets up on. Um, oh yeah, you remember that? The lays out Nick was pretty sweet. So that was a solid screen, he said. So, uh, <laughs> but how many times? I think he called him Fat Boy, and he did not like that. Yeah, shoot it,
0: Fat Boy, <laughs> and that's when he makes the shot. Yeah, that's and right. He, kinda, he drained it. That's he kind of gets. He kind of gets. Uh, a little confidence then. Uh, you know, how many times does number 45 block the shot in the same spot on the floor in that game? <laughs> it's like four or five times.
1: Listen, Stevie, you can throw some good music with some, you know, some, some underdogs coming back and anything, it's going to be great. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he blocked
0: several shots. He should have been, forget Scott Howard, 45 should have been the MVP of the game. He, he, he was oh, defensive. <laughs> and then you get to the last, you know, of course, they come back from being way down, and you, you've got to pump-up music, the crowd's going nuts. They've already, the cheerleaders have already changed the mascot back from the wolf, which they did earlier in the movie. They gave the, the beaver mascot a wolf head, and now that they've changed back to a, a beaver, uh, and they're getting pumped up, the crowd's into it. And the last scene... Seven seconds took about 18 seconds because Scott's there dribbling the ball and Nick's saying, make your move. And he makes his move and he dribbles around for a little while. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. It, this, the clock's going to run out because he's he's not doing anything. And then he gets fouled. And, of course, we have the whole the, – the, the rest of the team kind of stands up for Scott and they finally grow, grew a backbone and uh, – Chubbs is trying to get into it with with Mick and uh, Scott. It's got two free throws, one to tie it up and two would win it. And Mick it, will not get off the court. The referee, who's the referee? Referee doesn't have a bit of backbone. The referee, <laughs> referee. So you gotta get yeah. off the court. He tells him three times, get off the court. I'd be like, tee him up, ref, tee him up, and he's filed out. That was his fifth file. So. He sits there at right under the basket watching and Scott hits the first one ties it up, and then the second one rolls around just like at the start of the movie and goes in and then you hear when uh the shooting for the moon song starts place goes crazy they raise Chubbs up in the air he's like one of the heroes forty five gets no credit at all he doesn't even get a sh- <laughs> he doesn't even get it and who knows what Brad is he's probably still rolling on the floor somewhere watching himself. <laughs> But then, the most disturbing part, (laughs) when, of course, Scott's raised up, they're they're raising him up, and he gets down, and uh, Pamela, Mick says, tells Pamela, let's get out of here, and she said, drop dead, and she's going over there to Scott, just like she's got, you know, slut part three now, and uh, Scott it totally goes by her, ignores her, goes to the booth, and you see them kissing and this is what gets me. After that scene where you see them kissing, if you want, guys want to go back and watch this, how this got onto the movie or not, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but there's somebody over there on the bleachers when they show Scott's dad. She's on, whoever it is, is off to the side. Their pants are unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting there trying to, un- to zip up their pants and pull up their pants and all that. My question is... What the heck were they doing on that bushes to have their pants unzipped and with all these people around? What the heck? How does this get into a movie? I don't think we wanna know. I don't think we wanna know. (laughs) How does this make it into a movie? How is this not? Oh my gosh, I'm
1: yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm pretty sure the guys when they're editing this
0: were pretty high. <laughs> they had to be something. Or either they just said, the heck with it, it Michael J. Nobody's Fox. watching this movie.
1: Who
0: the hell is Michael J. Fox? <laughs> what the heck? It's only it a $1.2 million budget. They probably didn't get paid a lot. They are probably kind of ticked <laughs> off. But, man, oh, my gosh. How does that happen? I mean, we, we've we all mm. talked about the whole three-minute a Three minute a baby with the everybody said it was a ghost sitting up there, at one part of the movie. That's one thing about editing, but this, this is another thing right here, bud. This is like somebody with their pants down in a public place, <laughs> I was, and I didn't believe it. You know, I didn't believe it at first. I, I people were telling me about, and then I went back and looked at it. And I was like, oh my gosh! And then of course everything works out in the end, and they play the. They play that song, and you see people in slow motion celebrating for about ten or fifteen minutes. But all in all, you know, as much as I criticize the editing up here, it is a great movie. It's funny. Michael J. Fox I and mean, one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, I mean, I loved him in Family Ties and, and Back to the Future, and, and Teen Wolf is no exception there. Uh, I like I said, I could go back right now and watch Teen Wolf again. Any <laughs> and then. It, it is, uh, it's a fun
1: movie to watch. And at the end of the day, yes, is it going to win a, an award? Probably not. But is it entertaining and fun? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, and, and it, it, it has the formula that is definitely 80s formula, but it works every time. And, uh, you know, the guy gets the girl, the underdogs win, everybody's happy. You know, to be honest, Stevie, I miss those movies. I could use a movie like that now. So, tell me um, about it. You and, know, and
0: look, maybe I, it's time to pull that back. <laughs> like I said earlier, John Pritchard, he gets on me for, you need to move into this century and all this stuff. I don't want to. This, was, this was, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a child, you know, I don't want to sit here and watch a movie about a freaking uh, family of vampires or something going. Uh, I'd rather watch Family of Vampires. That you know, what, what was that? Twilight. I'd never got yeah. into that. I'd rather watch freaking Scott Howard turn into a, a werewolf and and play basketball. And let's let's be honest. Uh, like you said, this is not any award. There, I'm sure nobody expected this movie to do as well as it did at the box office. I mean, you're talking about. million at the box office. And no telling what it made at, at, you know, like rentals and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, but you got to remember, you know, so, you know, they really sold this as, because Back to the Future, I think, came out, what, pretty close to after this did? Yeah, it was not long after. So they were billing this as Back to the Future star, you know, Michael J. Fox. So I think they definitely got some some help with well,
0: that. Um, he was such a charity. big star on Family Ties, too, so that had to bring some... Yeah,
1: bring exactly, definitely help.
0: But uh, it was successful enough where... Do you remember the cartoon? No. Oh, yeah, too do, actually. You're right. There was a Teen Wolf right. cartoon on Saturday morning. <laughs> and and yeah. the only two... I think the only two characters, people from the movie that were on that... I mean, that the actual people that played the characters on the movies that went over to the cartoons where the dad was Harold and then Chubby, that, the same person. Michael J. Fox did not do the uh, cartoon or Booth didn't do it in uh, either. But, uh, yeah, I remember the cartoon. I totally forgot about that. And then, of course, there was a sequel, Teen Wolf 2. Michael J. Fox the not the one. <laughs> yes, this is one of those movies you should, yeah, you should have stopped with the first one because Teen Wolf two. Michael J. Fox was not in this, and it ends up being his cousin, who is played by Jason Bateman. Uh, you know, but he's a great the, actor.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh,
0: Jason Bateman. I, I mean, he had some great stuff, and he was like the the teen heartthrob back then too he had that show it's your move which i loved he was on the silver spoons and they were trying to push him up like michael j fox but this one oh what a stinker this one was i don't i've i've yet i don't think i've yet to watch that again after i watched it the first time all the way through yeah i don't even think i watched it the first time but he's a box (laughs) boxing is the thing here and he's at some uh is it a is it a boarding school or something like that? And somehow Chubby is there, too. I don't know how Chubby ends up there, but like I said, I don't have to go back and watch it. Just try to suffer through it just to see what, what went on there. But, man, it was terrible. It was And it was pretty much <laughs> the same formula as the first movie, but with boxing. And here's another thing I said. Harold said it usually skips a generation so now you got two cousins that have it's both landed on them. So Harold don't know crap. Harold's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, later on, and this was not—I never watched this—the TV show, TV series, Teen Wolf that MTV had on. I, did you ever watch that?
1: No, no, I never got into that.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't a comedy. It was more of a. It's kind of like. Riverdale is with Archie and the yeah um, you know Archie yeah. comics have a darker version. Yeah, it's a dark version of Teen Wolf. I have never got into it. People say it was good, and it was pretty much the same characters in there. But I could I could never get into that. But looking at the the people that were in this movie, really, only Michael J. Fox goes on to be a real success story. I mean, some of them. Had other bit parts in, in movies. Uh, Jerry Levine, who's Styles, had some parts. Of course, uh, Chubby, like we said earlier, he was in the Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. He had a big role in that. But like you said earlier, uh Booth never really went on to do anything, and it's kind of surprising because she was she was a nice looking lady, and I have and if she is listening somehow, some way, I have sent her a message. About trying to get an interview with her, but uh, I was going to say she'd be amazing
1: to get on, so um, that would be pretty cool. So, we have
0: to work on that, we have to work on some team. We'll yeah,
1: you need to work on that now. You and I would, I think she's like 63 now. Hold <laughs> on, hold <laughs> on,
0: I've got yeah. it right
1: up here. I don't think she's that old, is she? Yes, she is. Yeah, come, come on, time. look it up. Wow. She's 63.
0: She's 63. 63. She's married with three kids. Yeah. uh, um, For 63, she looks pretty
1: good. Yeah, I would love to, you know, connect because, you know, yeah, she's kind of one of those that, uh, you know, I think every, you know, I don't know, she plays the part really well. And, um, you know, maybe, I think she got out of acting.
0: Yeah, she's not into acting at all now. She's, yeah. So, what did I say? That would she be cool. A, Maybe
1: she wants to 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 do that.
0: She got her master's degree in design and manufacturing, and is on the advisory board for Los Angeles Parks and Rec- Recreation. Susan describes herself as a vegetarian. She lives in Brentwood, Brit- mm. Los Angeles. So but she lives in California, California. The guy people. that the guy yeah. that played Lewis, Matt Matthew Adler, Matt Adler. The only thing I see about him... He did Whitewater Summer. You remember that? No. I don't think so. Okay. He, let's see. Dream a Little Dream. He did that movie. Oh, oh. Yeah, I that. Yeah, that was yeah. a great movie. But he married... I don't know if you remember her or not. Laura San Giacomo, who was in Pretty Woman. And also... She probably... if If... The part I remember in, gosh, what was that? Oh, what was the name of that show? Just Shoot Me. The sitcom oh, the yeah. David Spade. She was, she was, yeah. uh, was she Maya? Was that her name? Let me see. Just Shoot Me. Maya Gala. He was thing. But yeah. he married somebody to that guy. Yeah, he's married <laughs> to her. So, yeah, that's his big okay. good claim right now. And, uh, you yeah, know, I have a tried to get some info on him, like, Styles and him and Chubby. And I'm still working on it. Maybe we can get some Teen Wolf interviews up here. But, yeah, uh, great. And it, like I said, guys, as much as I criticize the editing up here, it's still a great movie despite some of that bad editing. They did a great job. I mean, it, Michael J. Fox, like I said, he could do no wrong at that time. And uh, if he if he happens to be listen, one of my favorite actors of all time, if not my favorite actor of all time, uh, he just done. He, I just hate what he's having to go through right now, but because uh, he cut his career short. I mean, he had some great yeah. stuff from Family Ties to what was that? Uh, what was he on Spin City? Yeah, he was great. He was great uh, on Spent You know, and another so. another movie that he did that a lot of people, and I don't know if you like this movie, if you've ever seen this movie or not. Do you remember a movie called Life with Mikey? No. You need to go back on it. I mean, he had, that was a, great, <laughs> he played like a former child childhood that him and his brother would do it. We're doing a, like a talent agency that was getting ready to go out of business because they weren't they they didn't have the talent there. But he finds a girl, a girl mugs him or tries to steal something from him on the street, and he ends up turning her into a star. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Um You know, he had Secret of My Success and The Frighteners. Do mm-hmm. you ever seen The Frighteners? No, I don't think I saw that either. Maybe I did. That was oh, no. when his later. Year, that was in '96. And then, of course, he okay. got the serious role of casualties of war, uh, which I would never really watched that. But uh, Michael J. Fox, man, Family Ties—he meets his wife on Family Ties, and that's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Is when you know he ends up meeting Ellen on uh, Family Ties, and she goes on to be his, she's his, his lifelong partner she's a, still married today How uh, I many on yeah i'm married in oh,
1: 1988 nice wow So, <laughs> wow but hopefully so, yeah I, I i in a flash from the past uh definitely you know pop it in i think it, i've got hulu it's free on hulu so, <laughs> so did you watch um, did you watch yeah. that this week uh I, I didn't watch the pieces there and pieces here so i got through most of it this week um so, it, it all came right back to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've watched that movie so many times. It's, um, yeah. but yeah, there's one you can just kind of pick up and watch. It's it's, it's fun. Um, uh, <laughs> but now I'm going to be watching the closer because all the scenes you pointed out because <laughs> I knew there were some. I didn't know it was that many. Did you really uh, write it down? No, of course not. I'll give it uh, You were definitely <laughs> not writing it <to> down. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I will go check it out. So, um, but you know, it's always fun kind of. You know, it's always fun talking to Steve because you're good. You take us right back in the past, and yeah, you know, your uh, is right. You're living in the past, well, but that's okay. Yeah, but it's, uh, one it's one of the nice best. Take a trip back you're here every once in a while.
0: It's one of the best decades ever. Was the '80s? I mean, everybody says about the '90s too. '80s, between the '80s and the and the '90s, that's two best decades. That's when I grew up. That's when I was, you know, yeah. saw all this stuff. This is some of my best memories, of course. Uh, it, it's growing up and and I'm gonna do this more often. Hopefully Billy will agree to come back and uh we can do some more of that stuff. But uh I had a ball tonight and uh hopefully we oh, don't fun. get any hate mail from the uh Team <laughs> Wolf, the Teen Wolf editors but uh oh my gosh. I I did I do need to go and look and see what the names of these guys are in the so I can be on the lookout. But uh
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we should get one
0: of those guys on. If, if we got one of those guys on, they would not be on the show for like five minutes. And they would be like, we were so high when we were doing this. <laughs> they wouldn't be on the show for five um, minutes because they think we really want to talk to them about the movie and all that. They're a great job. <laughs> and then when we start pointing this out, click. So. Yeah, that's probably would happen. Anyway, Billy, that's going to do Just it for about tonight. Man. Fun time. Great stuff. Great job. Uh, Guys, we will be back again sometime soon. We've got some more stuff cooked up. And uh, like I said, myself and Billy and John Pritchard from the uh, Well to Sky podcast, we will be doing an episode soon dealing with that very subject we talked about, about me in the 80s and John not liking it. He's just going to hate on me the whole episode. But Billy, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Guys, yeah, yeah, guys, you guys have a great week. And we'll see you next week. Well, next time, not next week, next time on The fly.